888-835-2414. This is Learning with Leslie. Welcome to another episode of Learning with Leslie, the podcast where we focus on making an impact from home, at home, and beyond. No, I'm not talking about the kind of impact that's here today and gone tomorrow. I'm talking about the kind that will last no matter what happens. I'm your host, Leslie Samuel from IamLeslieSamuel.com, where we're changing the world one person at a time. And as usual, I have another exciting episode for you today. In today's episode, episode 407, I'm going to be talking about how I was trained to struggle financially and how you may have been too. I can't wait to talk about this topic. It's something that it, it, man, it's just bubbling up inside of me. And let me ask you this. Are you headed in a direction, uh, what in the right direction when it comes to your finances? Uh, do you find yourself struggling to make the kind of money that you need to make to provide for your family? Do you find yourself sabotaging yourself, um, in, in terms of your success in pursuit of humility? Well, this might be the episode for you. I'm going to be talking about my journey how I've realized that my old beliefs no longer serve me and what I'm doing to change it. So if you're ready to face some old and faulty beliefs, that's what we're going to be talking about today. What's going on? How you doing? I hope you are having an amazing, no, a better than stupendous day. And man, this is a topic, right? That I think is so important, especially today with how society is going with, 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 and I'm, I'm just thinking about myself for the journey that I've been on. This is one of those topics that I don't hear a lot of people talking about, but I think is, is so important. And I want to share that with you today because it's a journey that I'm on. There are some things that I'm realizing. There are some things that I'm, I'm realizing have held me back for a long time and as I am being freed from some of these beliefs, I want to I want to open up this conversation. I want to have this discussion with you because I believe that there are many others like myself who have been struggling with similar concepts. And I, I can't wait to explore this some more. So uh, we're going to get into it before we get into it. Of course, I got to let you know that this podcast is brought to you literally by Ecamm Live. And what I mean by that is I'm using Ecamm Live right now to produce this video podcast. Um, and it is making it so that I can produce this in a professional way. I don't have a team around me or anything of that sort. I got my Ecamm and I could switch cameras. I can do all the stuff that I need to do. Um, they are, this, this program is awesome. And I want to invite you to check them out. It is Mac only, but you can check them out at ecamm.com slash Leslie. And if you use the promo code Leslie, it'll save you 15% off your first payment. So that's what we're going to, we're going to get into uh, this topic. So let's do that right now. (laughs) 
So I'm a part of a mastermind group and I've been a part of this mastermind group for over a decade. Um, I don't even know how long anymore <laughs> because it's been so long. And we meet every Wednesday and we talk about every week somebody's in a hot seat. And when you're in the hot seat, you get to share whatever it is you're dealing with in your business, in your life, profess professionally, personally, whatever. There are no limits. And sometimes it's very tactical. Sometimes it's very strategic when it comes to business, but sometimes it's just personal stuff that we're struggling with. And these guys have been with me on this journey, like I said, for over a decade. And it's such a blessing. Now, a few hot seats back, it was my hot seat. And it was a very interesting hot seat because I was at a place where my income had gone down significantly. Um, ever since, uh, well, around after COVID. And then during the same time, I started switching from teaching about entrepreneurship and business and blogging and all that stuff to focusing more on biology. And over time, what ended up happening was my income started declining slowly and slowly and slowly. And it got to a point where things were rough. And I remember being in the hot seat and having the conversation, talking about things that I could do to turn things around. Um, and I had already started working on some of those things and they were starting to work. Um, because the reality is I know how to build an online business. I've done it. I've helped many other people do it. Um, my coaching clients have grown like ridiculously. But here I was in a position where as much as I know and as much as I've done and as much as I know what to do, once again, I was in a place where my income was low enough that I was seriously concerned. Now, I remember being in that hot seat and um, uh, one of the members of the mastermind group kind of called me out and he said something along the lines of Leslie, this sounds familiar because you've been here before. And quite frankly, you've been here multiple times and it seems that you, yeah, yes, you know what to do in your business and you do that thing and your income goes up and up and up and it reaches a certain point. And when it reaches a certain point, you always do something to sabotage yourself. And he said, maybe there's something in your upbringing that has made it so that you limit yourself and when you start to reach a certain point, you start to get uncomfortable and you will do something to mess it up. Now, when he said it, it sounded kind of harsh and I had a weird look on my face um, and I could see him kind of trying to pull it back and soften the blow. And he's like, you know, maybe it's not, it doesn't have to be that it's something in your upbringing and yada, 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 and so on. And, um, and then I stopped him. I said, 
actually stop. Um, the look that I'm giving you is not because I'm offended by what you're saying. The look that I'm giving you is because I realize that you're right. I realize that you are right. There is a point for me where when I start reaching that in terms of my finances, subconsciously, or maybe even to a certain extent, consciously, it starts to feel a little uncomfortable. And yes, if I were to just take a graph of my income, and I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm just, I'm being transparent because I want you to understand how it's affected me and see if there are any similarities to your experience, whether it's as an entrepreneur in business or even as an employee when you're working at certain jobs or whatever the case might be. But if we were to take a graph and we'll put a line on the graph at the level of $10,000, what would happen every single time is that I, my income would rise and it would get about $10,000 per month. And at that point, every single time, I will do something or I will pump the brakes. I will slow down. I will not promote as much. I will do something that the effects are not seen immediately. But what ends up happening if I'm over 10,000, it will start to decline slowly over time. And I wouldn't pay that much attention to it. And it'll continue going down. It'll continue going down, continue going down, continue going down until I realize, oh shoot, my account is overdrawn. Or, oh shoot, we have bills to pay and I don't have the money that I need in order to pay those bills. Or, oh shoot, what in the world? Certain things need to get done. I can't do it. And then what would happen is I'd get into hustle mode. And in hustle mode, I'd start to say, okay, this is what I need to do. I, I know what I need to do. So I just start doing it and I'd start implementing and taking action and so on. And then my income would start climbing back up. Sometimes it would jump up because once again, I know what to do. It would jump up and it would get to 8,000 and then 9,000 and then 10,000. Then it might go to 11. And then all of a sudden, Eh, what? Yeah, I'm good. I'm comfortable. Yada, yada, yada. And consistently over and over and over, I will sabotage myself to bring that number down. And when I think about that, just the thought makes me uncomfortable. But we have, I want to explore why I believe that happens. And what has happened to me or what kind of upbringing I've had that has made it to where that is the case. So 
let's di- dissect it a little bit. All right. And hopefully we get somewhere significant in this. I think we will. I think this is going to be very helpful. And if you have experiences that are similar to this, I would love for you to share it. This is episode number 407. If you go to IamLessieSamuel.com slash 407, you could leave your input on this. All right. I want to know if maybe it's just me. All right. If it's just me, then I'm weird. And that's just the way it is. And I accept it. You know, as I think about my upbringing, um, I grew up in on the island of St. Martin. Um, I, I like to say whenever I say that the most beautiful island in the Caribbean, the best island and all that good stuff. Anyhow, you could argue with me, but, you know, we all know the truth. Um, <laughs> anyhow, so I grew up on this island. I grew up in what I would consider to be a middle class family, even maybe somewhat in the upper middle class or somewhere in there. Um, and I remember growing up at 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 some points. There were things that were taught to me, not necessarily by my family, um, uh, but just in society, in terms of the media that I watch, in terms of what I hear from the people around me. But I was brought up to, 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 with this view that rich people, <laughs> anytime there was a portrayal of rich people, it was with a negative connotation. Uh, you know, those rich people, they always dot, dot, dot. Those rich people, they take advantage of the poor. Those rich people is this and that and that. And, and I'm not saying that none of this ever happens. Definitely not say, saying that. But what I started to realize is that I have this negative association with wealth and with having a lot of money. Um, uh, whenever I watched a TV show, whenever you watch a TV show or a movie and there's some wealthy corporation or wealthy individual, how did they get there? They got there by taking advantage of the poor. They got there by doing all these negative things. They got there by scamming people. They got there by whatever. Anything you see a, a wealthy man in the news is because the wealthy man took advantage of the entire community and now everyone has to serve this wealthy person and Take home message is my view of wealth and my view of people that have wealth was subconsciously negative. Not just that, I grew up in a, I had a religious upbringing, all right? So I was born in the church, raised in the church. I played piano in the church. Um, uh, Church has always been a part of my experience. And (laughs) <laughs> in some ways, this, this part is even worse because there were so many examples to look at, at least in my mind, of rich people in the Bible who just, like, the money changed them. I remember <clears throat> some of the, the stories that stood out to me are King Saul, right? From pretty humble upbringings, now he's the king of Israel. And as the king of Israel, things went to his head. And all of a sudden, he just turned into this vicious man that wanted to kill David and all this kind of stuff. So many evil things happened to him because, not because, but as he increased in wealth and status, there's this idea of, man, that was his downfall. King David, same thing. He became king. 
now wealthy. What he's gonna do? He's gonna uh, send some man to uh, to, to to war, um, uh, take his wife, and then orchestrate for him to be killed. You know. Then I, I I think about the parable of the rich young ruler and and how Jesus said that it it was easier for a donkey to enter into a needle eye. Uh, the eye of a needle then for a rich man to enter into heaven. And I took that literally in my mind. There, there are all these things that seem to set me up to think, man, money, yo, you got to be really careful with that thing. And don't go for it. Don't go for too much, especially. Um, and that had an effect on me to where Anytime I reach to a certain point, I will sabotage myself. So the more I think about it, the more I thought about it, and the more I started to study this, and the more I started to surround myself with people that thought a different way, the more I started realizing that I had a certain blueprint in my mind when it comes to money. And that blueprint wasn't serving me. That blueprint was making me out to be the person that I just need to get by and I'm okay. Here's the thing, right? I know personally, I don't need a lot to, I don't need a lot to be happy. Um, I'm happy. I'm, that's, that's, I, I, I'm just happy. I remember when I was in Germany studying for my master's, um, I didn't, I hardly had any money. And I remember, um, <laughs> it was, it was, it was, it was one of the most enriching experiences I've ever had in my life. But the department that sent me to do the research and all this kind of stuff, they ran out of money. My parents were going through a tough financial situation. So I didn't feel comfortable going to them for money. And I was making $250 a month. That was for everything. I had to pay my rent. I had to get my food. I had to get around with that $250. At the end of a week, at the end of the first week after getting my paycheck, all of my money was done consistently. And I had three more weeks to get through. And during that time, with hardly anything to eat or anything of that sort, I was still in a place of like joy without what I, what you would say that I needed to get by. I know that I don't need material possessions for me to be happy. But that's a different topic, right? In this situation, I am sabotaging the success of myself, the success of my business, and, you know, to a certain extent, my financial situation for my family because I have a negative blueprint in my mind when it comes to money. So the question then becomes, if the blueprint is no longer serving you, what do you do with it? Do you keep holding on to it and just say, you know what, I'm just, <laughs> I'm going to stick with it. No, I realized that I needed to change something. Why? Because I have big dreams and goals for the, the, the impact that I want to have, for the way that I want to serve people, for the way that I want to help people, for what 
the, the things that I want to make possible for my family, um, that can't happen if you're in a situation where you're like drowning in debt, if you're in a situation where you don't know how you're going to pay your bills or anything of that sort, that it, it, it's like mutually exclusive. And not just that, because of the skills that I've, I've um, gained over the last few years, I've, I've, <laughs> I've helped others build six and seven figure businesses. I've helped them be able to have like the kind of impact that is just amazing for their families, for, for the people that they engage with and all of that stuff. And, and yet I keep finding myself in a place where it's a struggle. When I left my job in 2014, um, things were rough. Things were rough. But I left my job because I knew I wanted to have an, a certain type of impact. And my job wasn't going to allow me to do that. And I started to put in the work. And as I put in the work, my business started growing. And within four months, I had matched my salary from my job as a professor. And then it continued to go up from there. But then you get this thing where if it gets too much, you sabotage yourself. Now, this has an effect on you, not just financially, but it's, it's, have, it's had an effect on me financially, emotionally. I mean, this can, this can affect so many different aspects of your life because I remember when uh, I had just left my job and we couldn't afford diapers and you know you're trying to take care of your son, your first child, and you're struggling to do that. That's rough. Why would I choose that? Why would I choose to embrace a mindset that facilitates that? Now, if that is a means to an end, and in that situation, it was a means to an end. It was a means for me to be able to build what I'm building right now so that I can have the impact that I am having right now and provide for my family in the ways that I'm providing for my family right now. It was a means to the end, to an end. And the, that end is not what it is right now. It is where it's going even into the future, right? Um, why would I not choose to embrace a mindset that allows me to accomplish those dreams. If my old blueprint is no longer working, here's the good news. I can embrace a new blueprint. Okay, so I want to talk about now changing that narrative and how I'm going about doing that, how I've gone about doing that, and what I'm continuing to do, and maybe what we can all do in order to change that narrative. First thing I started doing is surrounding myself with the right people. I mentioned earlier at the beginning of this podcast episode, my mastermind group, man, let me tell you, man, oh, being a part of a mastermind group for me has been like so life-giving. Um, these guys, uh, all successful guys that are doing amazing things, each and every one of them. These guys serve as 
inspiration for me. Not just that, but there are people that when I get off track, they can call me out on a mastermind meeting and say something like, yo, Leslie, we've been here before. And every time you get to this point, you do something to sabotage yourself. What is going on? And force me to a certain extent to face myself and to face whatever it is is going on in my mind and to help to encourage me in the right direction. If everyone around you has the same struggles that you have and all you are doing is whining to each other about how terrible the situation is, maybe it's time for you to surround yourself with some different people. I'm going to let that sink in for a second. Maybe it's time for you to surround yourself with different people. Now, for me personally, that doesn't mean that those other people that had the same struggles that I have or had, I get rid of them and I no longer talk to them because they are no good. No, that, in my mind, that isn't, that's not the goal. And I don't see that as being helpful because you were there too, right? But by, by putting myself in communities where there are people that are thinking in a different way, that stretches me. And that encourages me when I am thinking about my situation. No, there, there is hope. Not just that. These guys are very successful at what? In their own rights. And I'm able to see that these are examples of successful people that are doing it the right way. That care about people. That, that their success has not come because they, they've taken advantage of others but it's because they are serving others so powerfully that they are being rewarded as a result of their efforts. Being able to see that there is a different way out there and there are people around you that are taking that different route, that is a game changer. So I would encourage you to start surrounding yourself with the kinds of people that are where you want to be, that, that challenge your mindset. Now, a lot of people might say, yeah, but you have this amazing mastermind and, and I don't. I didn't. How did this happen? I started going to places where these people were meeting and I started connecting with these people. I started connecting with these people because this is what I want. These are the kinds of people that I want to pour into me and that I want to pour into so that we can all be in this journey helping each other out. So number one, just surround yourself with different people that have a different mindset, have the mindset of where you are trying to go as opposed to the mindset from what you are trying to escape. That might be a tough one for, for a lot of people, but I think it's the reality. That's number one. Number two, I've started reading like crazy. <laughs> I started reading all kinds of books. Um, books like, hold on, let me open up my Audible uh, to, to get us. So I, I buy the books on Audible and I also 
buy them on Kindle so I can listen to them. I can, I can read them. I can take notes and all that kind of stuff. I'm looking here and I'm seeing things like secrets of a millionaire mind, the greatest salesman in the world. 10X is easier than 2X. Um, and it just goes on and on. Think and grow rich. Um, Thou shalt prosper. Um, all of these different books that focus on money mindset, entrepreneurship, and personal growth. Now, here's the thing. I don't agree with all these books. I don't agree with everything they say. And there are some things that I read in those books that make me cringe. But I don't mind being, I don't mind my views being challenged. I actually embrace that. I want my views to be challenged, especially if the views I have and the mindset that I have is not serving me and the mission that I feel I'm on this earth to fulfill. So challenge me. And I'm going to take some ideas from this book. I'm a, I'm a, push some of those ideas away. I'm going to take some, I'm going to put them on the shelf and revisit them when I'm in a better mindset in order to really receive what that, that, that thought has for me. Um, and that has made such a huge difference. And what it's done for me is this, and I, I'll, I'll share some of the lessons that I learned. Lesson number one, being rich is not evil. Being rich is not evil. There are so many generous, kind, wealthy people out there. And if all we do, I feel like we've done like what the news does, right? We focus on all of the negative. We focus on the, 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 the wealthy people that are scammers, the wealthy people that are thieves and criminals and all that good stuff. But there are so many genuine, great, people that are wealthy. Being rich is not evil. There are so many wealthy people that are, 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 are kind, generous, and all that good stuff. And wealth, it allows you to serve people in a different way. That's the reality. There are certain ways that rich people can serve that poor people can't. Now, that doesn't mean that a poor person cannot serve. In fact, some of the most generous, kind people that I know are not wealthy. But wealth allows you to do something just a little different. It allows you to donate to causes that, that really have an impact. It allows you to, to, to help people out in ways that you could have never done. You know, you know how how many times you know, I think back as, to myself as a young college student coming from St. Martin, trying to get through a very expensive uh, college degree and struggling to just get into my classes and going to my financial aid advisors and talking to them and trying to make arrangements and then getting into debt and all this kind of stuff. How many times I wish I could just show up for someone that is struggling and just pay their school bill. That for me is so fulfilling because I know what it's like to be there. 
and I've been able to, I've been able to help some, but I want to help so much more. There are so many things in my mind and in my family's mind, my wife's mind, in terms of ways that we want to show up and help people that you can't when you're struggling to pay your bills. My business, I believe that I'm having a, a tremendous impact in my business. But the reality is, I believe I'd be having a much more impact, a much greater impact if I had a team that was well-paid, that can help me to accomplish the visions and the dreams that I have, and even more than that, the visions and dreams that they have. Like, when, you're, when your business is ridiculously successful, it opens things up that can have such a tremendous impact. So what I've been working on is redefining what wealth means to me, redefining and, and re-looking at my money blueprint and deciding what is serving the ultimate goals and vision that I have for myself, my family, my business, and what is not. And the things are, that are not like this idea of sabotaging your, 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 yourself when you reach to a certain level, the things that are not, I'm going to set that as something to completely eliminate from my life, <clears throat> to completely discard. And it's okay to do that so that when I am at 10,000, I don't think, okay, now it's time to pump the brakes. I think, how do we get to 20? When I'm at 20, I think, how do we get to 30? And how do we expand this, way, this business in a responsible way that is going to help me to serve people at a deeper level than ever? And I want to encourage you that if you, like me, have some of those mindsets that hold you back in your business, then I want to encourage you to challenge those mindsets. Surround yourself with people that have a completely different mindset. Consume the kind of content that's going to take you to the place where your mindset can be transformed and then do something about it to stop that thing out of your life. Now I have a question for you. And before I ask that question, I got to remind you because listen, so creating content is a very significant thing, especially these days, because in creating content, like I'm doing right now, I get to engage with you. It's like, we're having a conversation um, and I'm pouring into you. But Doing this takes time and it takes effort and energy and it takes money. And I'm just, I'm like really grateful for Ecamm Live. And the reason I'm grateful for them is because they're making this possible. They are the sponsors of this podcast because they, they basically believe in the content that I create and they want me to be able to share this with you. 
So they've sponsored the podcast in order to make that happen. But beyond that, as I mentioned before, they are technically making it possible because Ecamm Live is what I do to be able to produce this without a team, to make it professional, bring stuff on the screen and all of that good stuff um, without spending time editing. And that's what it can do for you. You can check them out at ecamm.com slash Leslie. And once again, if you use the coupon code or the promo code Leslie, it's going to save you 15%. So if you pay for the entire year, you save 15% off the entire year. It's an amazing deal. So check them out at ecamm.com slash Leslie. So here's what I want to know from you. The stuff that I've spoken about today, am I the only person that's dealing with this or that has dealt with it? If so, if not, how have you dealt with it? And what are you doing to take your success and your wealth and your finances to the next level? That's what I want to know from you. Because I know that, listen, I've spoken to enough people to know that I am not the only person. But I want to know how it affects you. So if you don't mind, come on over to IamLeslieSamuel.com slash 407. This is episode number 407. And then let me know. Is it just me? If it's not just me, how have you struggled? And what are you doing? I truly believe that there needs to be a change in how we view wealth. And that it's our responsibilities. Like we're stewards of what we've been given, right? It's our responsibility to not just learn how to do better, but then to do better and then to help others that were struggling in the same ways. Listen, I want to see more good people doing amazing things that are growing wealth and using that wealth to do more amazing things. And that's exactly where I'm going. And I'm becoming more passionate about helping people like us, people like you, change that mindset so that we can have that kind of impact. That man. That's what's up. That is what has me excited right now. So let me know your thoughts. Are we in this together? And if we are, let's change that and make it happen. Take care and God bless. Five.